You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. How's everyone doing? Everyone good? Try that again. How's everyone doing? Everyone good? Awesome. Who loves our team? Come on, why don't we give them a huge hand? Thanks, guys. You're legends. So good to be in church. Can you believe it? It's February already. That is a scary thought. Sorry if I've just shocked you. Yes, Christmas is coming. No, a little bit early for that. Too soon. Way too soon. I love today. I love that in a moment we're going to take some real time to grab some space and really focus in on what Christianity is all about. His name is Jesus. And whether you're here for the first time, as TC said, you're one of our guests or you've been here a little while like myself, we can all this morning have the opportunity to have a fresh encounter with His presence. I love that Christianity is not a bunch of rules or regulations. It's not a bunch of have-dos or watch out, so to speak, but it's about engagement of a relationship with a loving God in heaven who's not too far to be able to reach into your life and to my life and at times pull us up when we're down, at times invest in to where we're at, at times cause our heads to lift and see how he sees. And I believe this morning there's many people that are going to get fresh hope again. I believe this morning because of Jesus, people are going to believe again. I believe there's many people here that you're yet to experience this love I'm talking about, this relationship with Jesus. I believe today is going to be the day that you receive him as your Lord and Savior. I believe there's people that are going to literally walk out of here and go back to the prognosis giver. And they're going to say, I don't know what happened, but something's different because it's not as it was last week. I believe that today things are going to shift and change. Why? Because we have a different kind of worship set up or a bunch of great lights or some communication tools? No, because of Jesus and Jesus alone. It's by His power, by His grace, and by His goodness in our lives that we overcome. And I want you to lean in for a couple of moments before we have some time to reflect and have a moment with God and take communion together. And I want to challenge you to cause your mind to, I guess, put aside the prerequisites of what you know the prerequisites of maybe where you find yourself today, because in a moment we're going to read some scripture, and I believe it's going to challenge your thinking, and I I hope that it would expand and enlarge your life as it needs to in mind today. So if you've got your Bible, I'll ask you to turn to the book of Colossians. Chapter 1, we're going to read five verses from 15 through, and uh, I believe that this is going to challenge you and set us up for the next few moments today. It says this in Colossians 1 verse 15, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is His body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So He is the first in everything. For God in all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through Him God reconciled everything to Himself 
He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. You literally went all the way, sacrificed your own life for each one of us to step into your goodness and your freedom, to have relationship with the Father. Today, we don't take it lightly. We get to come together and lift up your name and hear from your word and be challenged and encouraged. And I pray this morning, God, that it wouldn't be a bunch of great ideas, but you would speak in and through me to every single one of us here today. Would you have your way in your goodness and your grace, we pray it. Amen. Amen. Have you ever heard this common phrase, oh, he's a chip off the old block? It refers to a concept of someone that is much similar to an older version of themselves. I, for one, have a very familiar understanding of this concept. And if you're one of those people chuckling, you'll know it's because I look very similar to my dad. This is not an uncommon thing in families where you can tell which family that person's from because they look the same. That's what's going on in my family. For many years, I've always been told, mate, you you really look like your dad. And over the last few years, as I've, I guess, stepped into a, a few more things that dad would do in church, I get this phrase now. Not only do you look like your father, you sound like your father, and you've even got the same mannerisms. I remember even just this week at our awesome Open Heaven event that we got to be a part of with many other thousands of people in churches, seeing someone I hadn't seen for a long time, and I was helping do little bits and pieces with the event to help it make it a success, and someone said to me, hey, has anyone ever told you your mannerisms are really simple, uh, similar to Paul? And I was like, yes, many a time. I even remember one summer, I thought it was going to be a great idea because of the heat to give myself a buzz cut, a number two, all over. Well, let me tell you, that is the first and last time until I have to do it again that I will do that because that particular summer, it wasn't kind of one in every 10 to 15 conversations on a Sunday someone mentioned that I looked like my dad, but it was one in every two conversations that someone would go, and I don't know what it is, but you look a lot more like your dad today, and it was because my hairstyle was now similar, and it took weeks for that thing to grow out, but I made a vow to myself never again until it's lost so much that I have to go to the number two. But this idea that the lineage you're a part of passes down and forms who you are. The good news for me is I now know what I'm going to look like in 30 years, so I don't have to worry or wonder what it's going to be like. It's right there in front of me. I mean, right there. Even to the point, you know, for me, I go to the dentist and the dentist says, Hey, not only do you look like your dad, but you've got the same decay issues that he has where they decay fast. I'm like, come on, man, give me something good. <laughs> no, no, I love my dad, and I'm thankful that he's a good-looking man because in 30 years I'll be like that, so that's a good thing. But I want to pose this idea or concept to you today in terms of how well you understand your life is being created right from the beginning, even before the beginning, the Bible says, to be in the likeness and the image of God. Right at the beginning of the Bible, verse 26 of the first chapter in Genesis, God speaking says, let us make humankind in our own image. That each one of us may on the outside look very different sitting here this morning, but I can guarantee you we all have something in common. 
That commonality is the fact that Jesus destined, well, God destined our lives to collide with Jesus so we would have access to the Father. He is always and will continue to always love us and created us for relationship. And sometimes I think, I mean, I've been, I'm 31 years of age now. I've been a Christian since age three. So I've been a Christian for 28 years. Sometimes I can be guilty of just doing the motions of Christianity, and that's good. Praying, turning up to church on time, making sure my kids get into the kids' ministry, all of those things. I can do Christianity because I know what it is to do Christianity, but miss the revelation and the realization that it's not just about doing Christianity, but understanding for God so loved the world. Like, it wasn't, oh, this is the third or fourth time humanity have blown it, I'm out of here. That he so destined your life and my life to be in relationship with him that he created you and I in his image. That we are a part of the lineage of God himself. And as you read through the Bible, it's an interesting thing that you start to discover that the message of Christianity, the reality of who Jesus is, is not exclusive in terms of a club, but rather very inclusive. You see, it doesn't matter whether you're here for the very first time in a foreign environment or whether you've been here for 28 years like I have. Each one of us are included into God's family, but it's up to you and I to accept the inclusion. The Bible paints this picture very well, and I I couldn't go through all of the stories because we would be here till Christmas, but If you know anything about some of the stories, some of us may know who King David was. A great king who, I guess, discovered at a very young age that there wouldn't be anything that could stand in the way of his God. And so we read as a shepherd boy, he grabs the stones and the little slingshot and he takes on Goliath. He defeats the enemy that's in front of him because of his belief in his God that was on his side. And then he grows in stature and becomes king and all of this good stuff and then starts to make some really poor decisions. Finds himself in a place of immorality, finds himself because of that, killing people because of it. And he, in his warring on the inside, so to speak, in his warring with his own humanity, gets to a point of realization that even though I may find myself at my lowest point, even though I may feel like I'm way too far past it in terms of God, I can call on his name and be reconciled to him because I am a part of his family. You know, as a parent now, it's interesting. There's, there, there are times where it's frustrating when your kids do things, but there's nothing that will get them to a place where I'm saying, that's it, get out of here. Because I still ultimately love them, even though despite the circumstance, it's challenging to be loving in that moment. Because of the lineage, we have access Because of the lineage, we have access to his power. Not only King David discovers this, and there's a lady by the name of Rahab, who the Bible says was a prostitute at the times, and I'm sure she disqualified herself from God. I'm sure what she found herself in, she felt like, you know what? It's great that God's God, but I've got to be out of the equation. But she came to discover, and through her faith, made a way for the lineage of Christ to come to pass. She was uh, a few generations after David, and she found herself in a moment of opportunity to gain access for the Israelites into the promised land. 
we hear these great stories of them being led out of the wilderness and all this stuff. And this one lady didn't let her circumstance, or let's put it this way, her lifestyle disqualify her from crying out to the family of Christ, so to speak. She was not only in a challenging situation, but looked at the possibility that if God was God, and he is who he says he is, then I'll trust in him. And it was her faith that ultimately led the Israelites into the promised land. Not only Rahab, but a little while later, we know of a guy named Noah. We all love Noah because if it wasn't for Noah, we wouldn't be here. He saved mankind. <laughs> he got the animals on the boat and God said, hey, there's going to be a great flood. Now, I, I, I don't know about you, but if you're living with that many years of desert, that many years of no rain, you've got to be a slightly, let's put it in a nice way, a slight idiot to think rain is going to come and flood the earth. But let's put it a proper way, a man of faith or trust that God is who he says he is. And when God spoke, Noah said, I know you're going to think I'm a bit of an idiot here, but there's rain coming. Oh no, not Noah again, he's lost the marbles. Guys, not only is there rain, there's a flood. Let's pack things up. I'm sure, I know if, I, if, it, if he was my dad, I'd be like, Dad, come on. Let's just tone it down a little. <laughs> You're getting on in life. You're, you know, 500 years old. <laughs> there ain't no rain coming, bro. God said to pack everything up. God said to build a boat. Year after year, the boat kept getting built. No rain, no rain, no rain. I don't know about you, but I'd be getting pretty frustrated with this guy. I would think he has lost the plot, so to speak, but he was a catalyst to saving mankind and therefore creating room for Jesus to be born. Isn't it interesting? The Bible paints this picture that it doesn't matter how crazy someone thinks you may be, how far gone society would paint you in terms of your lifestyle. Even if you've had it all and then lost it all, God still chooses every single one of us to be a part of his family. But could it be that we allow our circumstance or our mindset or our lack of understanding to disqualify us from his grace in its fullness? The cross is all about painting a picture that you did not and I did not deserve it, but he still did it. What kind of person would do that? Someone that loved you more than you've ever experienced love. Someone that knows that you're not too far gone. Someone that believes wholeheartedly in who you are. And I love the Old Testament and these stories we read because it all points towards the cross. It all points towards an inclusiveness. And if it wasn't enough, all of these generations after generations disowning God, you'd think it would be enough now. Or why would we bother with getting Noah to build an ark? Let's just wipe it all out from God's point of view. But God so loved the world that he said, no, 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 I've got a plan and a purpose for every single person. And we need to make a way where there is no way. Enter Jesus. The sacrifice that Jesus made for dying on a cross for your sin, for my sin. And then our faith and believing who he is and what he's done for us. We now become a chosen people. Because of our faith and because of Jesus's actions, we now have the opportunity to be a part of the royal priesthood. We are a part of God's lineage because of Jesus and our faith. And I remember 
I've shared this before, I think, but I remember rocking up on a plane one day with my brothers. Parents weren't there, and we were a little bit younger, and I was kind of responsible and looking after them. And we rock up, and we hand the ticket at the, the door of the plane there, and they tell you to go to the left or go right, whichever side of the aisle you're on. And we had the cattle class ticket, the economy. And I remember the guy looking at the ticket and being like, Diong. I was like, yes. You know, at that point, you don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that they know your name. Diong. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't happen to know Paul Diong, would you? Once again, yes. But sheepish with it. Don't know where this is going. They said, uh, how do you know him? Oh, he's our dad. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, and there's a bit of a line coming up. So he's like, oh, just come this way and stand here. Stand in the little gallery there or whatever it is. And he comes back. He goes, come with me. And we got taken not to our seats, but to premium economy. And we were like, woohoo, yeah. Yes, we know him. We know him. Yes, we know him. <laughs> Finally, something good comes out of this lineage. No, it's no, joking, just joking. Joking, joking. (laughs) But I remember discovering as a young person how good it was to be a part of something that went before. Discovering and understanding what we had access to. It had had very little to do with the ticket in terms of the seat number and had everything to do with the name that it was attached to. And for many of us in a couple of moments as we come around a time of reflection and communion, you're going to have to get past what the seat number on your ticket says and realize that your life is not defined by what you have paid for. Your life is defined by who you are attached to. That today could be a day where a new revelation takes place. And as the team come and join me, I don't want you to be distracted, but 1 John 5 Verse 1 to 4 in the Amplified Bible says this. Everyone who believes with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, is born of God. Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for His purpose. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the child born of Him. By this we know without any doubt that we love the children of God, expressing that love when we love God and obey His commandments. For the true love of God is this, that we habitually keep His commandments and remain focused on His precepts. And His commandments and His precepts are not difficult to obey. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. This morning, I want to encourage you that God has done all He can by sending His Son. Jesus has done all He can by being nailed to a cross for your sin, my sin. It's our persistent, continuing, and accepting of who He is and faith in Him that creates a righteousness and a rite of passage to the lineage of our incredible Father, not anything we could do, so to speak, to measure up to what that looks like. Religion will say, until you get these things right, you can cross the line, whereas Christianity, a relationship with Jesus says, no, I'm here, I've done all I can. Come as you are 
And in your moment of belief in me is the moment I make a transaction with you to bring a fresh freedom, a fresh hope, a fresh way. The inheritance we have because of what Jesus did is the same power that rose him from the grave after three days. The same power that was alive and well in Jesus is alive and well in us because of the inheritance received by the lineage of God. Maybe you're here and you're feeling like, well, it sounds good and I I, want to believe in that and I do kind of believe in that, but I haven't yet seen my healing or I haven't yet seen my son or daughter I've been praying for for 20 years to come back to church. I haven't yet seen the restoration in my marriage. I haven't yet seen, I haven't yet seen, I haven't yet seen. Can I encourage you? That as we in a moment take communion, you have an invitation to step closer to Jesus. An invitation to even for some of you, let him carry you through the season and know peace like never before. No joy like never before. No hope. Even in a hopeless situation. I love that the victory and the overwhelming victory the scripture talks about is not just about winning the battle or being free of problems. But as Joyce Meyer put it, victory is not the absence of problems, but it's having peace and joy in the midst of them. And for many people this morning, I believe you're going to get peace. That doesn't make any sense in your head because the Bible says it goes beyond our understanding. But a peace in the midst of your scenario or situation where you know God is in control, even though you're yet to see the outcome. Like I said at the beginning, I think there's going to be many people that are going to walk out with an answer of prayer. But it takes a decision point on our behalf to have faith in who He is and accept Him for who He is. That will give us the overwhelming victory we have in Jesus. As the team lead us in this incredible song, I want you in your own way just to remove distractions and take a moment to contemplate all of this and contemplate where things are at with your life. Maybe there's a wrestle going on in an area of your life. Can I encourage you that God wants to speak into that and heal the broken heart and create room for God to be God, so to speak. And as we do that as the team minister, then after that, we're going to take communion and believe for a transaction to take place of relationship between us and the Father. Why don't you be blessed this morning? We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.